join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You're listening to Racing Nation, and this weekend, racing in Victoria, we're back to Caulfield. It's been quite some time since we've been able to say that, but Caulfield's back. Nine races this weekend. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the program. Just the man to do that from the puntingbaron.com.au. It's Shane Matthews. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, excellent. We're back to Caulfield. Back to the heat on Saturday after about a good seven-month seven hiatus, I think. So, yeah, they've done a bit of, uh, uh, given the track a bit of a refresh. Uh, obviously, a fair bit of work going on at Caulfield uh, with the new inner track being built. Uh, so it gave them, while well, that was under construction, gave the opportunity to give Caulfield a bit of a break. We've obviously spoke at length about Sandown getting through a mountain of work in that time and it held up particularly well but certainly good to be back at Caulfield on Saturday for a pretty solid off-season winter meeting uh, you know, obviously finals day next week at Flemington probably a bit of a higher class meeting but this is a pretty decent meeting uh, for the return to Caulfield but not an easy one uh, quite uh, quite a few of the races look wide open so it does look a little bit of value in the program uh, let's hope we can find some of that value. Right, well that is the name of the game and then also importantly weather-wise track conditions, what's your thoughts? I mean Caulfield, as you mentioned, we haven't raced there since November so and weather-wise throw into that as well but what's what are you anticipating we'll be racing on or what's your form, what's your assessment for Saturday? Uh, I can describe the weather in a word but uh, we don't want to get taken off air, it's bloody freezing. Um <laughs> Down here at the moment, and it has been all week. Uh, but it hasn't been too wet since early in the week. There was a bit of rain overnight at, um, I think, Monday, Tuesday. But uh, the last few days, it's been relatively dry through the day. There's only a chance of a, the odd shower here or there over the next couple of days. So I think we will stay in that soft five range, which it is at the moment. As far as how the track play, I, I'm not expecting any surprises. I think it's would it be concerning if all of a sudden at the first meeting back at Caulfield with the rail in the true position, they were coming down the middle of the track or heading to the outside rail. I don't think that will be happening. Uh, from all reports, uh, the work that they've done has gone off without a hitch and the track's looking in superb order. They had a few jump outs there, I think around 10 days ago, uh, where they used a bit of the outside of the track. But uh, with the rail in the true position, expecting it to be pretty... Uh, pretty stock standard Caulfield. I don't think being up on speed is going to be any disadvantage. Given it is the soft range, we might see them get off the fence a little bit through the day. And obviously watching a few of the early races are going to be uh, key if any pattern does develop. But uh, yeah, I'm not expecting any surprises. I think it'll race uh, pretty true. And uh, when the rail is in the true position at Caulfield, generally there is that little bit of an advantage to horses up on speed. Okay, well, there's nine winners to be found on the program. Let's see if we can find a few, puntingbaron.com.au. You can jump on there today, subscribe to the full service. We'll tell you more about that at the end of the segment. On the show each week, we pick out uh, a few to analyse, and this week we're looking at races two, three, six, and 9. So we'll have a look at those in race book order. We'll start in the second. Take it to the Ned's level handicap. This one is over the 1,000. Yes, it'd be nice to find nine winners instead of nine seconds, which has seemed to have been a bit of the theme lately. But uh, let's hope we can kick the day off in a winning note in race two. Only a field of eight, but gee, this is a hot little race. Uh, obviously, Katsu's had a little bit of a boom on it. 
Uh, we saw Flying on a limb win really impressively at Sandown and has come back well this time in. The bottom two in the race, Bahama Bay and Ortega, have shown good ability uh, and probably a little bit untapped coming into this uh, off a couple of jump outs. And Penthouse brings some interesting New South Wales form into the race. So despite there only being eight runners, this is probably just about one of the more interesting races of the day for me. I'm playing a little bit wide. Tatsu, uh, even though that was a listed race last start, it was probably one of the weakest listed races in memory won by Pintoff. Uh just, yeah, he just didn't get through the line as well as I liked him. I thought the start before that at Sandown, he, he took a while to get the better of South of Houston as well. Uh, I just think he's a little bit vulnerable here over the 1,000 metres at Caulfield. Uh, there's going to be a couple that kick up inside of him. He's got the big weight. Uh, I know taking on the favourites last week didn't prove too fruitful, but I am going to take him on again. Uh, I like the form of the Philly Penthouse and the form that she brings down from... Sydney, I thought she was good winning first up at Torxbury, uh, and then was very good at Scone in the race won by Red Card. We've seen Red Card then go up to Queensland and win very impressively. I think that Red Card form is pretty hot form for a race of this nature. That last start effort was over 1,100 metres. She actually looked the winner for a couple of strides, and she was really only nabbed for second and third in the final strides. I think back to the 1,000 metres here, off a little bit of a freshen up, looks ideal. Ben Allen takes the ride from gate four. She probably either leads or sits outside of Bubble Palace, but I wouldn't be surprised if she actually crosses Bubble Palace. If she does that and can lead on her edge, I think it's a good price around the eight to nine dollar mark penthouse. Uh, so happy to have a play there. Also having a little bit, uh, having a smaller bet on number seven Bahama Bay. So I spoke about Bahama Bay and Ortega as being a couple of the untapped runners coming into the race. Now, I've been as... What's the, what's the opposite of a fan club? Um, I've been a bit of the anti-fan club of Tom Davening in recent times, and that's nothing against Tom, but he's just been battling for a winner down there at Warrnambool, and he's had a few favourites get rolled, and we've had a bit of a running joke in a few group chats about him just struggling to get a winner. Tommy's also been running really well. He just hasn't been able to get them over the line. I think this horse might be the one to uh, maybe just uh, kind of kickstart Tom Davenage's stable back into a bit of form, hopefully. I think he'll be winning a race this preparation. Hopefully it's on Saturday first up. Uh, he showed good ability in his first campaign. That form around Rich Fortune uh, looks pretty good. We saw that horse... Uh, go on to race very well through the early summer months. And there's also, if you go back to his maiden win at Moe, a horse called Benedetta ran third. And we saw that filly go on to race really well post then. And uh, it's one of the up-and-coming horses heading into the spring. So this horse, Bahama Bay, obviously has a lot of ability. He returns to the gelding. His jump-outs down in the southwest of Victoria has been... Very, very sharp. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a big race here first up. Uh, around the 10 to $12 mark, uh, I think he can run well. So, like I said, small field, but really interesting race. And uh, just getting away from the favourite Katsu and a good odds penthouse, uh, and also Bahama Bay. Uh, probably an equal play, actually. I'll probably make that a two-bet play. Oh, so a two-bet play. What, penthouse and Bahama? Yeah, I talk myself more into Bahama Bay the more I talk then. I was thinking that. I was, well, you convinced me, so. Yeah. That's not a good thing, actually, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Team Dominic.
Yeah, get him back in the fan. Get yourself we'll get back, him back in the fan we'll club. Get him back. Yeah. Stop the fan club. Exactly. Right on. Get back so, on the bandwagon. Right so just I'll, I'll re reword that. So it's a two bet play, Penthouse and the seven Bahama Bay. Two and seven, seven and two in the second. What about the third on the card? It is the Marshall White handicap. This one is over the twelve hundred meters. Yeah, big fear, definitely a, quite an open race here. Um, I think a horse that looks pretty hard to beat is number three, Desire, from the Kieran Marquette. Uh, this filly's shown some pretty good form in her career so far. Saw her take on a couple of handy races in the spring. She resumed She resumed at Packenham back in March and defeated Holly Lolly there. We saw Holly Lolly go on to be competitive in quite a few races later in her campaign. I think that form reads well. She pulled up with an issue when well in the market behind a couple of smart ones in El, Sol, El Soleado and Who Dares at Sandown last start. She's gone back to the jump out. Her most recent jump out was really impressive. Um, and she obviously shows that she's got a liking for performing first start. She won first up two campaigns ago. She won first up last campaign. She matched to get a lovely run just off the speed uh, for the young boy Pin from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I just thought she looked the one here. I think there's a few here that battling for a little bit of form, maybe not going as well as perhaps they could be. Uh, she looks like she might be one that could be on the way up, heading to another level, where a few of these might have found their mark, even though you know quite early in their career. So I'm quite keen on Desire here. Uh, I think if she um, a bit of luck in transit, she's the one to beat. The horse I'm going to save on is number six, Silent Scream. Now, this is a inter- very interesting runner here. I actually backed her when she won on debut at Dragon. Monster odds. Uh, I thought she jumped out quite well going into that uh, first uh, debut run at Tarang and just couldn't believe the price she would have. I think she paid 70 or $80 on the tote, but it was a quite dominant win sitting on speed. Uh, and then she went to Kiten at her second start and, well, she... Put it this way, she should be unbeaten. She was very stiff at kite and she got into an awful spot, got behind a couple of slow ones, ran third, beaten less than a length. I don't think she actually ever really got fully clear to build full momentum. Uh, she's had a couple of pretty quiet jump outs at Geelong, uh, hasn't been asked to do a hell of a lot in those, um, but she's looked like she's had plenty to give. Uh, Craig Newitt goes on board, uh, nice strong rider. I think that's a good engagement first up. There's already been a little bit of market support for her, I think she's a filly with some real talent. Uh, she's not the fully furnished product yet. She, I think she's probably, even looking at her jump out, she might have the tendency to do a few little things wrong. But I think there's an engine there. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see her run a big race here fresh. Uh, and there has, as I said, there has been some market support around the 15 to $20 mark. Uh, happy to be with her. Um, but pretty keen on desire. I think... Uh, I think she's pretty clearly the one to be. I think she's a pretty good price around that $5 mark and you can save on number six, Silent Screen. So three and six to the third. We'll go down the page. Race number six. It'll kick off the quaddy at Caulfield on the weekend as well. It is the City Index Handicap. 1,400 metres is the trip. Your thoughts here? Yeah, very open race, this. Uh, one I found a little hard to figure on, man. Kira Ma and Dave Eustace look to have a pretty strong hand in the race. I think they've got the three the three favourites, uh, do they? Yes, they've got some Lawrence, Cardigan Queen and Sonora. Uh, touching on all those, Cardigan Queen, very good at Sandown last start. I think that Sandown track certainly 
suits her get back run on style whether she'll be as suited as suited here at Caulfield remains to be seen but she has come back well she's in good form so she'll probably run well again so Lawrence is the one I really couldn't put my finger on because he showed good ability in his um he showed good ability since coming to Australia. Uh, he ended his campaign with just a so-so run, and then his two jump-outs haven't really wowed me at all, but there has been a bit of market support for him, and he looks the horse in the race that's potentially untapped and might be able to go to another level. So I didn't really know where to place him, but his jump-outs were ordinary enough that from the wide draw and a tricky map, it was enough for me to take him on, which then left me with the third of the Mar and Eustace runners in Sonora. I think she's ready now third up. Uh, she won well third up last preparation. Her two runs this time in obviously wasn't right first up at Rose Hill. She was beaten out of sight. She was much better second up behind party for one at Flemington last start. Just think this race sets up well from a map point of view. She gets in with only 52.5 kilos. Third up, she's got a little bit of fitness on the side. She'll land right on speed. I think she either leads or box seat. Uh, from that position, I think she's pretty much guaranteed to get into the finish uh, around the 8 to $9 mark. I thought she was a good bet here. I thought this race just might set up well for her. Um, a couple of others to save on. Barbie's Fox is going particularly well. She probably just stayed over in that slower part of the track at Sandown last start. And Pacific Ruby and He's our Bonneville were able to get past it. Jeez, he's our Bonneville. He's a frustrating horse, isn't he? Looms to win every start and just doesn't finish it off. um, His last two, he's looked home and hasn't quite been able to get the job done. Um, Yeah, look, and Barbie's Fox, that run was really good. The run two starts before that at Sandown when winning was really good. It was just that in-between run at Flemington. I thought she seems to be going well. She matched to get a good run. She's ran well at Caulfield here in the past. I thought around the $10 mark, she was one you could keep on side. And the one at bigger odds that I think might improve really sharply here is the toppy open-minded. His first two runs at Flemington this time in have been pretty ordinary, but he loves this track here at Caulfield. He's had eight starts for four wins, uh, four starts over the track and distance, two wins and a third. But I think the big key here on Saturday is the map. So he's... he can come across and lead and Sonora sit behind him or he sits outside of Sonora. And I just thought those two up on speed, they look like they might get a pretty easy time of it. And with that in mind, it wouldn't surprise me to see him run a much improved race. I think around the 20 to $30 mark, he'll run really well. Uh, again, a race where I'm just betting around the favourites a little bit. Uh, I think it's a good setup for Sonora uh, and will save on Barbie's Fox and definitely a bigger odds having something on open-minded. What is the top weight? What's he claiming? Two, three, four, one? Oh, gee, what a, what a <laughs> diabolical situation. That oh, is. Uh, yeah, I, yes. it's, it's very quick It's very quick to jump in and say uh, the owners... Uh, yeah, the Victorian stewards asking the owners of the horse... Show cause. ...on those races to show cause is, um, is quite extraordinary given it was a stuff-up clearly from Racing Victoria. Um but I guess the other angle that you look at is that the horse, you know, if you own the horse that runs second you'd be in those races, you'd, you'd also be feeling pretty agreed. So I don't know where I sit on what the right outcome is, but it seems quite baffling that Racing Victoria have actually gone out to the owners and the winners to say, hey, show us why you should keep the race based on our mistake. Um, 
yeah, bizarre. Sort of a, yeah, bizarre situation. Uh, Absolutely yeah, bizarre. Uh, I'll say that in jest, but yes, uh, it will, will, it, we, he only claims two. He does only claim two. It says that uh, in full guide. Him, so, but, yeah. and, uh, I, I did listen to an interview on RSN this morning uh, with John Lake, and apparently he's not busy. The young boy isn't feeling too good about it. And as that's probably a side of the story we never thought of was, gee, he's going to be feeling pretty ordinary about this as well. So hopefully it doesn't disrupt what's been a really good start to his career in Australia. And uh, more importantly, from a uh, self-interest point of view, let's hope it doesn't affect him on open-minded and desire on Saturday. But yeah, let's hope they get that resolved quickly because that's, um, that's a bit of a balls up. And gee, they, no. they love sinking the boots into racing Victoria on social media, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> just taking the opportunity to really ram it home. So, yeah, it'll be interesting mm. to see how that pans out. Mm, quite bizarre. Anyway, we move on. That's uh, thoughts on race six. What about the lucky last? It is race nine. Catnash Jewelers handicap 1,200 metres. It's a benchmark 84. Yes, uh, and at the time we record this podcast at 2.30 to 3 o'clock on uh, Thursday afternoon, we just need one more scratching because the Steros come out. Um, and I'm pretty keen on the second emergency in Along the River, who's just been coming along that said river a little bit slowly, this preparation, but he's got better and better at each run. He was really good last start in the Golden Topaz behind Yulong Storm. Uh, his runs prior to that were quite good, but he just feels like he's building to a peak performance. Uh, he should be at peak fitness now. Just looks to get a lovely run on the map from gate eight down in the weights to Josh Richards. Uh, thought around the 10 to $11 mark, uh, you could have something on him in the last if he gets a start. I reckon we probably will get one more scratching. There's a few drawn out. There's a couple without a jockey. Um, hopefully he gets into the field. Uh, this is a pretty wide open race. Uh, you know, Tijuana is obviously a bit of the class factor, but again, not really taken by his jump outs at Flemington, uh, but certainly watch the market with him. If there's any market support, I would I'd be inclined to include him in your bet. Um, but yeah, just think it might set up for along the river here, down in the weights. The other one, obviously, is the favourite, number 15, Outback Action. Um, won really well for us at Mornington a couple of starts ago when we are on, then snuck over to Adelaide and a very short price favourite there, but was pretty, pretty meek and mild over the final, final stages there and beaten out of a place. I think the key is here. It's, it's she's not. It's not an early bet out that action. Uh, it's pretty tight in the market at the moment. But if we're watching these first eight races and there's no disadvantage for leaders up on speed, and if any, if there's an advantage to leaders up on speed, then our back action is going to be pretty hard to beat here. It gets in with only 52 and a half kilos. Doesn't look a lot of speed. Uh, looks to get a lovely run out in front on the map. Uh, I think if the track's playing that way and there's no disadvantage, he's, he's going to be pretty hard to beat. But probably just want to see how the track is playing down before deciding whether I chime in on chime in on him. But uh, I'd say you'd probably want to cover your bet anyway on along the river. But, yeah, I think around the 10 to $11 mark along the river looks set to run well here. And, yeah, you'd probably say cover your bet with uh, number 15 outback action and keep an eye on the market with number five, Tijuana. All right, so that's a look at your thoughts on the meeting. So race two, it's a two-bet play, the two penthouse and seven Bahama Bay. Race three, number three, Desire, the on-top selection. We can save there on the six silent screen. Race six, number 14, the on-top of there at Sonora. 
Uh, we can save on six Barbies, Fox and one open-minded. Then race nine, as we just spoke about there, number 18 along the river. At time of recording, its second emergency means another scratching to gain a start. And then we talked there about 15 out back. Action, you can save on it as well. But again, it track patterns uh, certainly showing favouritism towards the front of the field. It's We can probably enhance its well, where it sits in our thoughts. Fair, fair summary? Fair assessment. Fair assessment right. indeed. What's the best? Uh, I think it's in race three for our boy, the two kilo claimer, Wiramu Pig. Uh, we'll make it the best desire. Uh, I think it's a nice race for it first up. And uh, I think that five, $5.50 for those listening early on the podcast on Thursday is a pretty good price. I think it might start a little bit shorter than that. So we'll make it the best race three, number three, desire. That's the best bet of the day. Now, puntingbaron.com.au, another big weekend coming up, another big period of racing, of course, coming up. So plenty on the site this weekend. And if you want to jump on board and subscribe, today's a pretty good day to do it. Certainly is. Uh, we've got the big tax tiara meeting up at Eagle Farm on Saturday, final group one of the year, of the racing season. Uh, so we'll be covering all of that uh, to round out the year. I think we've gone all right in group ones this year. I don't know. I have to go back and have a look at the stats. But uh, it'd be nice to round off the year with a group one winner. So we'll be covering that meeting as uh, that race as well as all the other races, um, some of the other races at Eagle Farm, a few other races at Caulfield as well. And then that all leads into the big finals day at Flemington next Saturday, which is a day that we certainly uh, have a good record on over the years and uh, certainly enjoy. So looking forward to that. Uh, subscriptions start from just $6 a week, or you can sign up for the full year, which is just $159.95. That works out to be around $3 a week. So you can go to punningbaron.com.au and check all that out. Jump onto the website and become a baron today. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program and hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. No worries, Shane. Thanks for that, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 